Hey guys, welcome back to the Homegirls Podcast. I'm Jillian. I'm Fatima. And I'm Sharon. Happy New Year to everybody. Uh, we're all getting ready to dive right into 2023 over here. Lots yeah. that we want to talk about today. Um, one thing that I found was really interesting. I saw a statistic that only 17.5% of all businesses are owned solely by women or majority owned by women. Is that only Canada or is that... That's Canada-wide okay. as of like summer 2022 interesting um do you know what it looks like for women in real estate women in real estate actually like shockingly enough 66 percent of realtors are women which i think is is impressive (laughs) yeah yeah like i wonder why that is like i I think it's um i don't know i I think it's kind of weird that this is like a sector where like women dominate i guess like teachers and nurses as well i feel like it's like the like giving kind of yeah nurturing i feel like when (laughs) you think of like home kind of um when you think of who who who, what makes a home i always think you think mostly mother like i mean for most of us at least like a major yeah um yeah and i think also just as women naturally we're nurturing and we're caring like and i feel like that's why maybe lots of people will gravitate towards us when they are thinking of purchasing leasing um anything kind of to do with your home yeah definitely i think too like i don't know like men are cold (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah that relationship aspect i think definitely as women we have that down yeah Yeah. like traditionally like who do you want to like help you furnish your house definitely 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 (laughs) one of the girls would have better taste (laughs) i think Um, yeah you just need that like feminine touch i think you know that's really interesting uh that statistic for women in real estate because i honestly thought there was a lot more men in it because it just seems like clients are gravitating more towards a male uh realtor so that's interesting to see so have you looked into the numbers of if those women are full-time and been in the industry for more than a few years? I don't know what those numbers look like exactly. Um, I do know, um, actually, one thing I thought was super interesting that I saw, um, TREB, like the Toronto Real Estate Board, they put out um, a statistic that 26,000 Toronto real estate agents don't sell a home in a year. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I was actually going to say it would be interesting. Maybe we can pop it up on the screen to see of that 66% that are women. Um, yeah. I know that they say like 80, 80% or more of real estate is sold by or transacted by only 5% of realtors. So yeah. I wonder how much of that 5% would be women. It would be really a really fun and interesting fact to pop up yeah we'll have to we'll have to grab that and pop it up on the screen here it's super interesting uh in my experience like on a day-to-day i find that i encounter lots of women in real estate like lots of female agents but i also find that i encounter lots of like team leads who are male Mm -hmm. yeah i think that's so true yeah i feel like the men are like let's like Let's round them up. Yeah. Let's round them up. <laughs> they got up. a lasso and like lasso yeah. all the agents under them. Yeah, that's been like what I've noticed. Um, like just in my area and like even in like my leasing profession and everything. Um, just what I like that's been the norm. I guess is like the men have like successful little teams and then the women are like successful by themselves. I mean, I can say though for Brantford area, actually, mm-hmm. um, Kate Brodick and her team is the number one team. I mean, I think over seven years maybe Mm -hmm. for her 
Um, so that's something to be really proud of for oh my for God, us yeah. women because she's got a really impressive team here in like Brantford, Brant area. Even they have a new office in Norfolk, I believe. Mm-hmm, yeah, like that girl's like kicking ass and taking yeah. names. She's <laughs> killing it. Yeah, it's <laughs> really someone to look up to. It's really encouraging to see like uh, a team, majority women, started by a woman who has been so successful. Like you said, yeah. number one in Brantford. It's so awesome to see that. I don't see that often enough. Yeah, I think it definitely needs to happen more and i think it will like especially knowing that 66 percent of agents are women like mm-hmm. um we definitely need to start leading more teams yeah <laughs> well we're gonna increase that number <laughs> yeah i hope so <laughs> one day we'll get there um yeah it's uh you know it's it's like funny like working through like the real estate industry and like um and just in business in general like I don't know like I feel like it's like it's so cutthroat and like all the guys are like throwing down and like they're they're just like so um like aggressive about it and then I feel like the the girlies are all like tactful (laughs) in my own family all the female entrepreneurs are like crazy and they just like ran right into it like no thought whatsoever they're all doing great but like they uh I don't know not not so tactful not so no one really worked on their business plan so like we're just gonna do this and so what are some of the businesses that your family has um so my mom's had like a billion um as you guys know she's a realtor she also owns a staging company that was kind of like a spur of the moment decision like i remember i was talking to her one day in like october i'm like hey what's going on she goes i just bought a business and i was like oh how long has this been in the works she says i just did it <laughs> and there was her staging business born i'm sorry what is it what's her staging business called all again? the rage staging all the rage staging just but like, that. like good luck googling it um <laughs> this girl doesn't even no have a website <laughs> that's okay word of mouth, right? she's got she's, yeah. yeah it's all word of mouth but i mean she's in the burlington um i don't know honestly golden horseshoe like yeah. she'll go like toronto to niagara but um but yeah i mean that's her current business she's like tried others yeah uh not so successful all the time like or sometimes just for fun and then she's like who wants to do that but i think that's with all businesses i mean um i think to be brave enough and to be creative enough to actually go and start the business and knowing and understanding that it might work like hopefully it works out but then discovering that it might not be the right fit is also part of the process and just pivoting and constantly changing and evolving your plan to make sure you end up in the right place with the right business yeah exactly like i always call it like failing upwards yeah (laughs) um you know like maybe things aren't going exactly how you planned the first time but like every step is kind of getting you closer to where you need to be even if it's not the path that you expected to be taking like oh i failed at this but it actually put me in a way better spot like it got me here like whatever that's that's kind of how i look at it um and like my sister recently started like a cleaning business and i'm like you go girl like i Good will for her yeah i'm like dude i will 1000 percent pay you to clean my house <laughs> there's no way i'm doing it so there's a lot of trial and error when it comes to starting your own business and i started a small business in 2021 and it's something that i've always wanted to do i've always been into like the spiritual realm i guess yeah. with everything to do with metaphysical things crystals gratitude journals i've made from scratch Uh, I was doing readings, tarot readings, and just really anything metaphysical and spiritual that will kind of help enhance people's lives. So I started my small business, Honey Fleur, last year, and it's sort of been kind of on the back burner for the past maybe like six months approximately, just because I wanted to focus on real estate. I didn't want to half-ass anything. So 
I'm still working on it behind the scenes, but I really just want to vamp it up because my aim is to open up a shop one day and nice. I'm stepping back and learning from any of the mistakes I've made, any feedback I've gotten and kind of rebuilding it backwards in a sense so that once I open up my shop, it will be better than ever and it will cater all types of people. So what was your like initial inspiration to like... I guess like take the leap and just do it so I've always been really creative and artistic I just started off by creating my own earrings the first product I ever made was uh evil eye earrings they were like these dangle earrings I made from scratch super cute I don't know if you guys saw me wear them before but I'll wear them maybe the next episode and yeah so from there I started making different types of jewelry I incorporated crystals into my jewelry And then eventually I added crystals to my inventory. I got a crystal wholesaler. I started making my own journals. And then from there, it just really grew. When I would do readings, it was very gratifying in a sense where I was able to guide someone without fully giving them the answer that they're looking for, just helping nudge them in the right direction for them to figure things out for themselves. And it was so it was so nice to do that because there was a lot of people who lost guidance or lost a loved one was in a horrible relationship that just kind of needed a little bit of a push a little bit of inspiration and guidance to be able to get to the next step and i loved doing that but the only thing that was kind of stopping me from proceeding and going further with the the readings was the fact that i just don't feel like it's ethical to be charging people for readings um to give them an answer for their life you know like a lot of psychics will charge people over hundreds of yeah. dollars and i'm like here i am charging around like 20 bucks but even that just didn't make me feel good because i want to be able to give this advice but also at the same time it's my time that i'm giving people yeah. and the way i looked at it was like the 20 bucks or 20 something dollars that you're giving me is like you're just paying me for my time not necessarily the service so it's something that i'm uh trying to restructure and incorporate when i open up the shop because i don't really necessarily like calling myself a psychic or anything more so like i guess like a life coach i feel like um that's something like as an entrepreneur you'll always kind of not struggle with but always try to balance is like finding that line and that balance between ethical and fair Mm -hmm. and also as an entrepreneur you need to definitely be compensated because at the end of the day you are a business um and you have to profit to be able to continue so it's kind of like a juggling balancing act with those two um and i feel like as you especially now um kind of are immersing yourself full-time in real estate and you'll circle back you're gonna have a better idea and like more like a you'll have a better hold of your audience i guess is what i'm trying to Mm -hmm. say and and be able to determine how how to best get compensated but as well how to give the best service for that because that's what they're paying for we we pay for as a customer as well yeah exactly it's like working backwards in a sense because you can really um look at this sort of service like giving readings and things like that and incorporate it in any customer service job you've ever done Mm -hmm. like with real estate i am providing you a service and you do have a in a way have to compensate for my time but i'm still kind of doing it from the bottom of my heart like i do want to make sure you're happy you have a good outcome you get what you want and that's sort of what i want to do with the readings as well which is a beautiful way for you to put it (laughs) i think what would be like fun and fresh for you would be like free readings on orders over a hundred like yes like you know like offer like incentives yeah. for them to actually buy the products and then be like 
I don't feel so bad because I'm not technically charging you for the writing, <laughs> but I'm still making my money yeah, that's something that I, was, I need. I was thinking about doing that because yeah. I love doing it. It's just so time consuming. And like you said, that's a great idea to add it as an incentive when you purchase a product. Mm-hmm. And not only time, I feel like that takes a lot of energy too. That's uh, the other you're, thing. Yes. You're doing it truly from your heart. So you're actually putting yourself all you're all into it yeah i agree so that's the other thing that i always keep forgetting is when i do a rating i have to make sure i'm in the right mindset uh, i really i cleanse myself with palo santo i surround myself with the most relevant crystals and i proceed with the rating and i can't do that if i'm in a bad mood or if i've been stressed out had yeah. a bad day i have to cleanse myself uh, to be able to get a sufficient enough reading and when I do do it if I'm so consumed by that person's energy that's another thing I have to cleanse myself out of it to go on with my daily life yeah yeah I feel like it's uh it's very interesting when you start dealing with like that kind of stuff I, f- I feel like people who like maybe like don't subscribe to that ideology or like haven't had any like practice in kind of like the like more like spiritual like healing like area like don't understand how much it takes out of you yeah i did an event in 2021 november and it was amazing i was so happy to do it it was a women's event right and i had a lineup of women waiting for the readings and i was all for it but it was like one woman after another after another after another and i'm like it's like i need some time to cleanse between people Mm -hmm. to be able to go back to the roots to be to go back to a foundation and reset because i don't want to take someone else's energy and add it to the next person's reading and i was so happy to see how excited everyone was but it's just like people get too amped up in the in the moment like you said and they don't realize like we need to take a break yeah like you take on their like negative energy or like even like whatever it is like you take that all on and you're like i'm gonna absorb it into my life and then (laughs) you're like oh my god and it's not like a sideshow i just can't keep like turning it on turning it off like give me a minute let me you know like with all this noise happening all the music going on it's like it's so hard to connect and give you an accurate reading yeah like let me like close my eyes mix in a gatorade lie down yeah like give me a second let me like recharge i actually was cleansing between each one i had to explain to them i was like okay i need to cleanse you know refresh the energy it's almost like um i don't know what kind of example to give you but like it's like you're making coffee and you use the same cup for the next person you got to wash it right yeah even like when you're funny enough analogy when you're like smelling different perfumes you yes. reset yeah. your nose by like with the coffee, coffee beans. Grounds. yeah yeah i know yeah. i was even gonna say like if you like make a pot of coffee and then use the same pot to like brew a pot of tea if you don't clean exactly. it exactly it's gonna it's be gonna contaminated be with coffee yeah <laughs> it's gonna be contaminated yeah so exactly it's it's really interesting and it's something i want to dive more deep into and it kind of um what i'm going to be incorporating into it is i do come from holistic nutrition background and i do want to finish my diploma in becoming a nutritionist essentially so that's something i want to incorporate into my shop once i open it up and like you know i always give you guys like (laughs) advice on what to take all the natural remedies yeah i'll send them the instructions i'll send them what to take Uh, i actually used to work at a health food store and um that's when i was in school and i was so happy working there and i just can't wait to incorporate that back into my life because even just giving you guys advice makes me so happy because i know you can heal yourself with natural supplements and remedies yeah Yeah, even today um we went for breakfast and (laughs) oh my god as an example Uh, I'm like, oh my God, my head's everywhere. Like I'm having like such a hard time, like getting anything done, like blah, blah, blah. And Sharon's like, don't go to the doctor. I, try this first. That's my slogan. Try this first. I know. She's like, try this. 
it'll work and if it doesn't then go to that yeah you know the the lion's mane i gifted to like my whole family anytime there's a birthday Mm -hmm. christmas like if you guys are watching this my family they know like i tell them lion's mane all the time you guys can go ahead and search it up or maybe i'll put it on the screen (laughs) the benefits of lion's mane but like it'll help with your memory your focus cognitive function it's my the only thing i'll really take every day if i had to choose one thing are we gonna say? I was gonna say we call Sharon here at my house Dr. <laughs> Sharon because <laughs> literally like um my little brother was sick once and she came with all these <laughs> natural concoctions that we're still honestly using. They're great, like the what is it? The oregano oil. Oregano oil, the yeah, apple cider of apple cider vinegar. Vinegar with it's the, like a, the herbs in there. Yeah. yeah. It's it's honestly great stuff. Like I've always known that um it's a route I would prefer to take. Yeah. I never just actually had the knowledge or like the i guess like yeah the knowledge to actually go for it and how what products to get and now i have like sharon that's a text away so anytime i'm feeling any kind of way i'm like sharon what is the alternative natural to this i got you guys too don't worry i know i'm actually very excited to try it because like i i prefer to like stay away from the daily prescription medication even like not even for any like health benefits but just because i can't remember to take it all the time (laughs) and it messes you up if you don't take things consistently or if you stop taking it out of the blue like you need to wean yourself off like i don't live a lifestyle where that's plausible (laughs) for me so i would much rather take something natural that's gonna like give a similar effect right so the big pharma they do that on purpose they want you to take i sound like such a conspiracy theorist but (laughs) no it's true i I love a conspiracy big pharma they create medication specifically to have symptoms because they want you to take another medication and another medication it's a domino effect yeah whereas if you go and heal it at the root of the cause um like uh like for instance if i had like a tummy ache and there was something wrong with like my you know digestive system i go and heal that part of my digestive system instead of taking something that is like a band-aid that like an advil an advil but then that could cause potentially like me to I don't know, be dehydrated or I just don't mesh well with Advil or something like that. But you're more susceptible to have these reactions to Mm -hmm. medication, antibiotics, everything like that. And it just doesn't really help. And you just keep doing it and you keep doing it and you just it it defeats the purpose where you can go and take, you know, certain vegetable, a certain supplement or herb and it heals it and you can move on with your day and your life and then worry about the next thing if it comes up. Yeah, like I have certain certain things that I've been taking antibiotics for forever and now it's come to the point where like there's antibiotics that I'm now immune to and it's like yeah. now the alternatives I've had are like either that I go on an antibiotic that I take every single day, which that just sounds so daunting to me and like horrific or anytime I have like... Um, any symptoms that i've been suggested that i go to the er before i go to work so that would be me going to the er in the morning to get an iv before i go to work which is just insane like who has that kind of time why would they recommend i just don't understand which is why like i ended up uh giving you some recommendations with that because like i am so against antibiotics if you audience for those of you listening as well (laughs) if you are ever on an antibiotic get your ass on a probiotic asap because i don't know if you know this it's kind of basic knowledge but antibiotics get rid of all of your bacteria good and bad and if you get rid of your bad or sorry your good bacteria as well then you're just your gut everything your whole body will fall out of balance your gut is your second brain essentially it's just as important as your brain and it affects so many things in your Mm -hmm. body and if you're not balancing that and getting your good bacteria in with probiotics then you're really setting yourself up for disaster with other illnesses yeah i find that like so many people don't realize that like medications like that or even um uh like a good example of like a like medication that kills 
everything not just the bad shit is like people go through chemo that's why when people get chemo like they get so sick Sick, but yeah yeah, if you're gonna be on antibiotics like when i go on antibiotics like i had the most disgusting infection in my big toe from like an ingrown toenail a couple years (laughs) ago so sexy jill it was was legitimately guys i was wearing leather shoes and i bled through them oh Oh my god like it was disgusting and it was for like a couple months i couldn't get rid of i was like cut my toe off like i can't live with this it was my big toe on my left foot this this little guy Um, but e-transfer so i was on (laughs) i was on antibiotics for like so long because like it just wouldn't go away like and i went to the doctor and they're like girl like that's fucked up i'm like i know like and it was like they're like that's fucking disgusting put that away and i'm like i'm sorry like please help (laughs) but like yeah i'd be like doing my little like salt baths with like my foot in like warm like salty water and then like slamming antibiotics but then like literally shoveling greek yogurt down my throat yeah because i was on it for so long and like this is not good for me like i can't be and then i ended up going the steroid route which was the right call (laughs) but (laughs) not always okay guys don't take steroids don't juice oh my god topical (laughs) steroids (laughs) they're different well they're not different but they're different um but yeah i I feel like so many people don't understand that the like the medications that you take that do have benefits are also detrimental to your health and you need to be conscious of it like take them as like a last resort or if it's like if it's medically necessary okay but like don't slam an advil because like you're a little sore from a workout or whatever like don't like you shouldn't be like even even the most benign sounding like prescription or non-prescription drugs that we take can have negative consequences i agree like if you um for the the smallest things there's there's more you could do like if you have a headache honestly most of the time if you have a headache you're dehydrated yeah and have low blood pressure if you get dizzy like just drink a bunch of water i tell my family this all the time specifically my mom she's really bad at not drinking enough water um you know the other side of that um my mummy taught me this and i thought she was full of shit but i actually tried it and it worked so i believe her now um when she gets really bad headaches she will literally like lick salt like she's about to do a tequila shot um because when you lose your water and like you're like sweating and stuff especially when you're sick you're also losing a lot of the salt and like a lot of people don't replace it like well enough that's why like saltines when you're sick (laughs) it's good yeah um but you need salt and like i I think a lot of people fail to realize that you need like fat you need sugar you need salt like you need all these things that we we say are like bad for you they're bad for you if like you're eating like a bucket of salt every day (laughs) not if you have like a little bit like i think like it's um like you know you need to like eat and like consume like all this stuff in moderation but like we've kind of gone the opposite way where we're like at a deficiency of a lot of the good stuff speaking of salt did you know back in the day salt was just as if not more important than gold yeah because of that reason yeah like you need salt to live also it's isn't it good for wounds too mm-hmm. like salt water yeah and then a lot of salt specifically sea salt has iodine in it and yep. if you become um like deficient with iodine you can start to have thyroid problems or even if you eat too much iodine too like with um, yeah within seaweed and salt water 
Yeah, you need to be like balanced. balanced and this yeah. is what stresses me out about like fad diets. And like, I have like family members who are always like, I'm on a diet. I'm doing this. <laughs> oh, I'm like, shut the fuck up. That like, like, keto. me. I'm like, keto. listen, oh, like, my oh my God. God, don't even get me started. On oh keto. my God. I would like, <laughs> so, okay, I'm like, we'll leave that for another episode. I think this is giving, getting too nutritional. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, kind of do a bit of a 180 here. It's just because like, we might be starting to sound like kooks. Um, um so one thing that I actually like really wanted to talk about, we were talking about the other day um, and I was like, girls, let's save this for the podcast was <laughs> you're like, whoa, wait, don't wait. tell me I need an organic reaction. Um, kidnapping stories. We've yes. all had experiences where we have been in some pretty like shady, scary <laughs> situations. This is intense. Yeah. <laughs> this is about to get real. Yeah. I feel like I'm on like the opposite side where everyone thought I was kidnapped and I was fine <laughs> <laughs> so maybe I'll go first because okay, mine's very anticlimactic mine's a little anticlimactic <laughs> so I'll I'll tell you mine okay <laughs> um so when I was like I don't know 13 maybe I went on vacation with uh like my family and family friends family um and we went to the Bahamas um paradise island or whatever it's called paradise island i think that's right um <laughs> but we went to atlantis the resort and we stayed on the hotel beside the resort so we stayed off the resort okay. and we would just like get like the day pass or whatever to go to the resort every day and we met these guys who were like our age like my one friend that was with us was i think two years older than us these guys were, I think, a year older than us, a year younger than her. And we're like, oh, my God, like, you guys are so cute. Like, let's <laughs> hang out later. Like, living the dream. And it was their last night at the resort. So we're like, okay, like, let's meet up. Um, at the time, my mom was, like, either just retired for the police force or just about to retire. And my mom also, like, my whole life has been in, like, cop brain mode oh yeah her her mom was a cop yeah my mom was a cop for a while um and her brain is always like worst case scenario everyone's (laughs) dead (laughs) Um, she's probably seen some scary stuff very scary oh my god she was a cop during like paul bernardo in the 90s and shit like she's seen it all um she actually uh, side note um my mom arrested arrested mark Wahlberg. (laughs) really yeah that's a saga can we see a picture does she have a picture (sighs) so okay well why would she she take a picture (laughs) why would she i'm sorry it was the 90s like they didn't have cameras on them oh that's wild okay that's a story Um, for another day a story for another day lol marky mark um (laughs) but anyway so um yes we're on this vacation and we're like oh my god it's your last night like we have to like hang out whatever and we're like our parents are never gonna let us go off like away from the hotel with these dudes like as much as we're all like children it's not gonna happen we're like we're just gonna tell our parents that we're meeting you guys in the lobby for like a half hour and like they're it'll be fine so that's what we did we're like hey mommy uh hey kim we're meeting up with those guys they met the guys like very briefly so they're like okay like fine if you're staying (laughs) at the hotel in the lobby like it's okay and obviously we broke into atlantis oh my god <laughs> like 9 p.m and we're gone for like i don't know a couple hours and we're playing in the shark tanks definitely <laughs> like whatever 30 minutes like definitely not 30 minutes um and then we get caught by a security guard and it was this like very nice guy and he's like uh you guys aren't supposed to be here um <laughs> 
And the thing about that place was you were allowed to walk through like the water park grounds because they had like aquariums and stuff throughout it. So you're allowed to walk through it after hours when there was no lifeguard, but you weren't allowed in the water. Okay. So we just played it off. We're like, oh my God, we're so sorry. Like we had no idea. We fully fucking knew we shouldn't have been there. <laughs> um, so like, okay, like let's get going, whatever. So we take our time and we get home like four hours late and the guys are walking us back to like our hotel and it's crazy brawling in police officers oh, shit. oh my god and like the three of us like my twin sister and i and then emma we all just had this like we're like oh my god that's for us <laughs> you just knew 100 percent for us so i walked up to a cop and i was like hey i'm jill this is emma that's shannon i think you're looking for us and they're like yeah <laughs> they're like where have you been like your parents are freaking out yeah. like everyone thought you like you've been missing like we've been looking for hours and we're like we broke into the water I'm park dead. we were in a, we were in a cave in a hot tub um and they're like oh my god i remember like like i mean it all worked out like we were fine so like our parents were like furious obviously yeah. but they were like at least thankful that we were okay You're safe, yeah so we got off a little easy but i remember my mom was like like a month later we get home from this vacation and of course it was like i don't know 2014 or something so she's roaming like she doesn't have an international <laughs> phone plan and she's like my fucking phone bill was 450 dollars oh, <laughs> oh my god this woman's never been so mad at me yeah. in her life but yeah so it was reversed like my entire family thought i'd been kidnapped and murdered but in reality they were perfect gentlemen we went swimming <laughs> oh my god um okay i guess i'll take over i think we're all kind of the same age so when this happened for us i think i was 13 as well but my sister was 11 so we had just gone sure. to just got dropped off at square one mall and it was me my sister z so and our best friends like we're childhood best friends i think it was sabrina and uh, either justine or kiana so I don't know if you guys are familiar with Square On Mall, but yeah. back mm -hmm. in the day, it was like the Disney store on the yeah. right hand side right when you enter. So we walked into Square One and just as we get to where the Disney store is, all of a sudden, like we're looking and my sister's not there oh, and we turn around and there's this lady choking her. I kid you not. Oh, like, my God. Choking her. Oh. And we s literally are start screaming. My sister breaks free from her. And we run, and the Payless shoe store was there. We're so terrified. We look back, this lady's, like, chasing after <laughs> us. Oh we run to Payless shoe store. We hide in between the shoes. <laughs> We're, like, looking out. We wait for her to pass by. We get security. They don't believe us. We're like, no, she just... My sister literally had marks on her neck. We're like, she just choked her and was trying to take her away. They're oh not God. believing us. So we get security and we're like, you guys need to walk. They're walking us back so they can call our parents because we're so young. My sister was like 11 at the time. Um, as we're walking back to the entrance again, she's there taking a baby out of the stroller. I swear oh, to God, I could do oh not. And the God. lady, she was fighting. Like the, the baby's mom was just went full force, like crazy mode. I don't blame her. Yeah. Um, she was definitely on drugs. So they take us to where, like, the police station is at Square One, where security mm -hmm. is. Police comes. <laughs> um, security, everybody comes. And then um, they call our parents, of course. And as they're, like, cuffing her to take her out, because she was, like, totally cracked out, 
you literally see the security camera. She does like a somersault flip in the air, <laughs> and, like, lands, and we're laughing so hard. Um, my my parents finally come and get us all, and like we just look at each other. And to this day, like I can't believe that happened. That's like, bu- oh my! It god. was probably oh the god. scariest but funniest day of our life. Oh my, oh my god. god! I think it's like it's one of those things. Like it's so funny to look back on. Yeah. Like what the fuck? It happened because it worked out well. Like it it all turned out okay, right? But oh my fuck, that's yeah. terrifying. Yeah. And like, had, yeah, had we not seen her like choking my sister, like I don't, I she'd been gone. I or I would have thought like my sister's like, why are you messing around with us? But she was literally choking her. My sister was so tiny at the time. I was like, oh what my is God. happening? <laughs> and like for security not to believe us, it was just insane all around. Oh my God, that's wild. Um, okay, so for my story, I was actually sixteen, so I was a little older than you guys. So this was before I got my first car. I was in Hamilton waiting at a Tim Hortons, which was across from a bus uh, platform. So I, if you know me, you know I'm late everywhere I go, anytime, any place. When we need to meet, they tell me an hour sooner and I come on time. Sometimes, I don't know. But um, so I saw the bus roll up um, that was supposed to take me to my house. So I was going home and I didn't check the schedule. So I was like, shit what if it's gonna go so i thought it was running late i run it from the tim hortons to the platform to the bus and i didn't realize but i saw other like a couple other guys running with me so i was like fuck i must be right we're i'm running late for the bus i go onto the bus the bus driver leaves he's like oh i'm just gonna take a second so actually i was early to board the bus i go onto the bus at the very back because i thought i was a fucking cool bitch so i sat at the very <laughs> back right okay so I sat at the very back right and the two guys that ran from Tim Hortons with me had a guitar and sat in the aisle right in front of me and the guy with the guitar held his guitar to like close the aisle. We were the only people on the bus. The bus driver left. So I was like, what the fuck? My 16 year old ass was like, okay, I'm about to take a all kinds of pictures um, they're about to make a documentary about me so people start boarding the bus eventually after 10 minutes these guys were staring at me the whole time i was taking pictures because this is creepy like i was somewhat intelligent at the time and i was like this is not a good situation something's gonna happen people start boarding the bus the bus keeps going um no one recognizes that there's a little girl behind these two big ass guys with a guitar blocking my path to get out right so I eventually was like, fuck, what do I do? What do I do? So then, thank God, um, the bus eventually stopped at a stop where one of my friends got on. I'm like, thank God, because I didn't think I had the courage in me to push past with the guitar. There was no reason. It's just like so awkward and embarrassing. My friend came on the bus and I was like, oh, my God, thank God. I called her name and she's like, oh, my God, it's you. So I was like, this is perfect. Let me get out. So I had to literally physically push the guitar out of the way because they wouldn't move for me that is so creepy so i went and sat down with my friend and like the whole time we're catching up hadn't seen her for a year and then i was like wait a second i can't just get off the bus these guys keep staring at me so i was like hesitating i didn't tell her yet um so eventually when it came down to getting off of my stop i was like fuck what do i do do i get off at the stop like i have quite a bit of a walk to go to my house and it's dark out even though it's a nice neighborhood like these guys could literally do anything right Mm -hmm. so um I was like, I got up actually. I wanted to see what they would do. I pressed the the rope to uh, indicate that I wanted to get off at the stop. I get up and they get up with me and I started to walk towards the door to exit and get off of the bus and they started to go towards me and push me off and I was like, fuck no. So I pushed past them 
and I go and sit down with my friend. I'm like, can I come home with you? She's like, yes. And I think she immediately recognized yeah. the situation. And the guys turned around and stared at me. And the bus driver started yelling. He's like, is anyone going to get off? And they didn't get off. And um, he started yelling again. And then they got off at the next stop. Oh thinking that God. I would get off eventually. So they got off at the next stop. Thinking I would get off eventually. And I didn't. So then I went home. Or no, I went home with my friend. So we walked to her house together and I called my mom immediately and her mom called the cops. And I was like, because I'm, you know, I'm into like true crime and stuff. So I looked this up. I'm like, I got to investigate. So this guy was ginger with a ginger beard and he was with another guy who was pretty heavy. I Googled it and this guy, the ginger guy was actually wanted for trying to take a girl and then another time for also flashing a girl on a bus. Ew. oh my god so the police ended up coming and we had to make a statement because they were actually looking for this guy there was like a formal case going on looking for these people and they almost kidnapped me or that is worse freaky. so it was fucked up but funny story when my mom came to k- pick me up before the cops came and talked to me she's speeding home and if you know my mom she's so funny she's super cute too she's speeding at in a 40 area and um the cop pulled her over the cop that i think was about to come to my house and uh he's like do you know how fast you were going and she's french she's like (gasps) (gasps) my daughter (laughs) like she's like do you know what's happened they're like i don't know but you fucking are speeding you're about to to get a ticket into demerit point she's like what are you talking about (laughs) you're supposed to come to my house and talk my daughter i was like mom just go home take the fucking ticket and then um yeah we go home it's the same cop (laughs) and he takes my statement it was so funny but um fucked up at the same time i was like low-key traumatized but um yeah safe to say i was a little bit more cautious getting on buses going forward and then i eventually got my first car thank god but yeah it was so close who knows what would have happened so you know what's crazy i was actually just thinking about this literally i think you guys know i was in toronto the other like two weeks ago now for um my company's christmas right and while i was there like we got a hotel room and then we went to a restaurant that was like two blocks from the hotel like a 10 minute walk i was gonna just leave by myself but my mom's like i don't really want you walking alone like i'm gonna come with you and like so is this girl nicole who was um one of the wives of someone who i don't know i don't know what they did but (laughs) side character (laughs) Uh, (laughs) she was great though i love nicole um so we go like we walk down like literally a block to my best friend's house we pick her up at like her apartment she meets us outside and then we're literally walking down front street which like i don't know who knows toronto but like we're walking from like near union yeah like we're literally walking from maybe five minutes away from union to union Mm -hmm. i was staying at the royal york which is directly across the street from union station um my best friend and i are walking maybe like five paces ahead of my mom and this woman nicole and um someone says something to my best friend and i and like we're both a little like a little drunk we don't acknowledge it but nicole who was behind us did she acknowledged this guy and then he immediately started following us (laughs) and like like literally this guy was like standing in like a little corner like in like a divot in the street like in the darkness and then, like, barked something at me and Claire and then literally started following us once Nicole, Nicole was just like, Merry Christmas. <laughs> and he started following us. So my mom, like, always in cop mode, notices that this guy starts following us. And she just starts talking, like, out of the blue to Nicole about the fact that she was a cop. And then Nicole's like, oh, I actually do, like, kickboxing <laughs> like, whatever yeah. else. So they just start having that conversation and they increasingly, like, get louder and louder and louder until this guy, like, 
hears them talking about how they used to yeah. take down guys who were like six eight and like <laughs> big like beefcakes and like how like they can kill someone with their bare hands and like whatever and then Badass. he just fucks off and my mom told me after and i was like i had no idea like i had <laughs> I literally no clue i didn't even notice their conversation and they were like basically screaming it to like scare this guy off no clue whatsoever and this is like two weeks ago i'm like oh Shit. my god yeah it's crazy i feel like especially as a woman you have to be so aware of your surroundings mm. like you yeah you gotta be alert yeah. at all times and yes i was in a big city but i was at union station yeah. like that's the yeah. only area in toronto where i ever feel like comfortable walking yeah. by myself yeah. ever like right at union a block and a half either way i'm fine yeah. <laughs> and then of course i'm like getting like stalked <laughs> you gotta... and there was four of us and one dude and yeah. he they're brave real they brave they take you on real think, brave honestly they think women are just like vulnerable little shits like that's what i'm saying you should call the boxing with me yeah Cl- clearly Ugh, me too. i would love to i'm like i'm a bit of a sav like i'll just fight someone but i'm sure my form's bad like i'm sure i'm not ready know, to take that on great for it um but it's really crazy like i think like being in kind of like the real estate profession there's also like such an added risk yeah for yeah. us girly girls in real estate and the guys too but um you know like there's there's so many situations where like you're alone with like clients and stuff like that like you're sometimes meeting like virtual strangers i know like the where we met that job like required us to sometimes go to like sketchy parts of town by ourselves at like 8 p.m and meet someone we literally like they would dm us on facebook and we hoped it was a real profile and um and we're expected to just carry through and do the showing and Mm-hmm. yeah there's a yeah i mean i have a crazy story like i think the one showing that really will always stand out like was um right on king street in hamilton yeah. so one of those buildings which was a maze ticket too like it literally was quite like you had to go mm-hmm. up the stairs and then through two buildings to get yes. right, that yeah. to the apartment that one was very difficult yeah so um i just yeah i honestly believe i was being protected because somehow i was there for the showings but I didn't actually cross paths with the guy I was showing. Um, so eventually I waited like 45 minutes and then I left. And like an hour later, I um, he's starting to call me and he's going nuts. He's added me on every single um, social media, like so Facebook and Instagram um, at that time. And he's or actually, I don't know if I had Instagram. I think it was just Facebook. He's commented on every single one of my listings and on all over my profile saying i'm so horrible and this and that and he was so irate like saying threatening me calling me horrendous names and i was like dude i was there for the showing um you didn't show up i've tried to call you and so um after 45 minutes i can't wait much longer but he claimed he was there and he claimed he was upstairs which is so weird because there was nobody there mm-hmm. like you mm-hmm. know and there's no upstairs over the roof yeah um yeah so i was i walked over the roof and everything and there was nobody there unless he was hiding um thankfully like at that time i had a bunch of showings so, so people coming in and yeah out. people coming in like I, i'd always do them like that back to back um but i never saw him there and i don't know if he was just waiting until it like totally calmed down or what but yeah like um that was so scary from that day on i was like definitely if it's too dark um and i don't actually feel that comfortable feeling i'll just have to put my safety first and also like think about um i've ordered like the coyote spray and like um i'm thinking about one of those things you put on your keychain that you can Mm -hmm. just like 
um, yeah, press fuck them up. <laughs> that too, I should get a weapon too. But yeah, like you just press on it and it alerts immediately like your five closest contacts and 911, I think. Mm-hmm. I didn't yeah. Know yeah, that's a good idea to get. Yeah. I think uh, being in real estate, that's so important because you never know who's going to show up to our open houses to our showings yeah. like it could be someone catfishing you you never yeah. know even if you vet them they can give you the information you want exactly like i know like personally i always call someone like yeah. if i'm yeah. if it's like late at night or whatever like i'm not feeling safe like yeah. i even like my ex-boyfriend to this day like we've been broken up for god eight months now She's single. uh <laughs> ready to mingle uh, <laughs> Um, I still call him and I, I'm like, Hey, I'm at a showing. I'm going to put you in my pocket. And he's like, okay. And he just listens in and just make sure like if anything like funky starts happening, like he calls the cops and he hasn't had to yet. Thank God. But like to this day, eight months after we broke up, we like barely talk. Like I'm still like, I need you to listen in on my, on my calls. Like I need you to listen in on my showings. Cause I, I need to like know that someone's like keeping an eye. Everyone has my location. I send literally everyone. I'm like, stalk me. Like, stalk <laughs> me right now. <laughs> I'll send people, like, yeah. names, phone numbers, emails, like, descriptions, everything of people I meet. I do. Whenever, before I go for a showing, I always send my boyfriend the address uh, just in case. Yeah. And I also had a situation where one of my colleagues sent me to do a showing for one of their clients that they referred me. And it was a very, very, very sketchy property that was actually meant to be torn down. So it was... Contaminated it was or whatever? Not necessarily. Or condemned? It was... It was just haunted. haunted. It was haunted, <laughs> haunted. and the, the found it just it was a horrible uh, condition. So they wanted to uh, tear it down and build a new property there. So I showed up. I didn't know the condition was so bad. It was different from the pictures, and it was in a really horrible neighborhood downtown Hamilton. And I showed up. The half the lights weren't working. The basement was like five feet tall. Um, it just got a horrible feeling. Like I said, like I have, I'm psychic. So I get like immediately, I just feel these this energy. It, it was not good. One of the bedrooms actually had this really creepy, it was not even a closet. It was just like this hole in the wall that was carved out with like a mattress in it. Um, I just did not feel comfortable going further than the living room, which is the first couple steps. So I immediately called my boyfriend because I was like, I didn't want to just end the showing and also and I ended up just sending a video because the client didn't show up so I wanted to carry it through to the end my boyfriend ended up com- like showing up and he was even freaked out too yeah. like mm-hmm. there is there's so much to the property just I can't even mention it was so horrible and creepy and I never again <laughs> yeah no honestly like there's a lot we have to consider when it comes to safety and like also men with no intention to do any real estate transactions that find our profiles and just you know dm us like, yeah. you had really a situation like things. that i did so i ended up booking booking <laughs> booking an appointment with a client who was interested in listing a property with me and uh he was a dental surgeon i'll say that at most he was very professional very serious we had a conversation on the phone and then when the time came i found out he was already being represented by someone which in real estate you if you already have an agent we can't work with another one i didn't want to impede the other agent's relationship so i had a conversation with him i was like you already have an agent how come you told me you didn't and he's like and he started laughing with me on the phone and i was like well we have an appointment i'm, I'm gonna have to cancel it because you are already your property's already listed and you know you're already working with somebody why would you you know mm-hmm. he just kept laughing yeah. and i just had to end the conversation there it was just really absurd 
really weird what kind of intentions you have yeah like why did you this kind of meeting why did you want to meet with me if your property's already being taken care also, of why are you doing such a bad job of being creepy yeah like yeah. that's like, the other thing like put some <laughs> thought into it right like you could be doing more like i could like it like was so you easy could have held out. off at listing the property until till you abducted you yeah exactly, you know <laughs> which is right? what i assume is gonna right? happen like, i don't wait know till i'm on like, the don't news sue me. before you yeah you know, like, <laughs> and then list your property with the other agent like exactly. hold off like you have access to that information you can tell like you can like for people who don't know we have this thing called geo warehouse we can literally google a person and find out all the properties they own or we can google a property and find out who owns it or whatever like we we have access as realtors to this information where we can verify who we're meeting with yeah and if it's legit if they actually have like the authority basically to sell the house that's the intent of if they're on title yeah if they're on title so what a lazy (laughs) what a lazy attempt to what i assume (laughs) is kidnap you yeah yeah like, that's so crazy it was weird like his he was he really was a dental surgeon he was calling me from his office i searched mm-hmm. him up on your warehouse the only thing is for some reason i couldn't find his property i think it was because it was listed with a treb member so that's why so you couldn't find it on i couldn't MLS. find it um so that's why i ended up finding it on realtor.ca which is how i knew and then i double checked with him again he's like actually it is and started laughing at me but it's just it's really like this this professional that you would you'd think to respect and want to help just ends up having really ill really intentions. ill intentions yeah. i'll say this about dentists as a career they rip bones out of kids mouths so i've heard they have a high suicide rate. real high suicide rate everyone hates the dentist i actually i wanted to be a dentist when i was little because my mom's ex was a dentist and i loved him <laughs> and i thought his job was really cool um and then even when they like broke up but we started seeing another dentist because you know bad blood (laughs) uh well no we started seeing a different dentist my mom started dating a publisher but um uh who's my dad yeah (laughs) um father stepfather but um but yeah this other dentist i even like still loved his job i thought it was really cool like he's like oh my god if you want to be a dentist like i'll help you pay for dental school blah 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 and then i was like oh my god like i have to sit like hunched over like staring in people's dirty fucking mouths (laughs) and everyone i see hates me like i understand why that job has a high suicide rate like compared to other professions it's funny i was actually um so i was like so confused with the one with what i wanted to do with my life i put holistic nutrition on pause i was like do i want to be a nurse i ended up actually getting accepted into dental hygiene school and i'm so So glad i didn't get into it because it's not something i wanted to do for more than five years it just didn't make sense for me but I considered it as well and yeah, yeah it's something else I don't know like yeah like the the thought of like I don't know it seems cool and then you realize that every patient you have can't stand you except yeah, for me yeah. I'm the only people like I'm the only person energy. I know who likes the dentist you like That's getting cool. your head drilled <laughs> <laughs> that's filthy <laughs> um so the other day I or no when you were still in school you were looking up so I don't know if you guys know but you guys know but the audience if you guys don't don't know you can look up if people have been suspended rico or, yeah, yeah like yeah. rico um uh violations yeah to so the so, guidelines and ethics so yeah, yeah okay so this is what i want to talk about so there was this uh cray cray case basically what happened was i was in um class in my last thing it's called sims or simulation um <laughs> but they would put us in breakout rooms and it 
uh, it's kind of like a mock trial, but for real estate, for those who yeah. don't know. And they, um, one of the last steps of obtaining our license is that we do these little like simulated um, like offers and stuff like that. So we were, I had this group and we just kind of got through the motions of it like pretty quickly. So we had like a few minutes left before we were back into the classrooms and like it was on Zoom. Um, and this kid was like, well, kid my age, <laughs> 23 year old, <laughs> was telling me about how like just for fun, like he was looking through the RICO violations and they literally list right on RICO's website, like publicly, publicly. Yeah, yeah it's public knowledge. It. If someone has their real estate license uh, revoked or suspended or they applied for one and aren't granted it for whatever reason, it tells you. So a lot of the revoked and suspended is like they've broken um, like a RICO code of ethics. We have to act in our clients like best interest at all times and blah, 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 like it's whole thing. So we can lose our license if we don't. And then sometimes if people have gotten, like, not been granted a license, it's because, like, they had, like, a minor criminal offense when they were younger or something like that. So I'm like, oh, that sounds kind of entertaining to do <laughs> while I'm so bored. So I'm scrolling through and I find I'm, like, looking at every single one and I come across John Collins. I'm going to name drop here because this is public knowledge. Yeah. John Collins, a uh, realtor out of Aurelia. I don't know which brokerage he was with. His license was revoked due to pending charges for first degree murder. Oh, my God. Yeah. It was fucking crazy. So I was, you know, like curious about it. So I looked into it. And basically what happened, he has been charged. I believe it was on June 10th. He was uh, is when the murder happened. And June 13th, he was charged. He killed this realtor. Um... K Kristen, I believe her name is Kinga, but like K was kind of her nickname. Yeah. K Kristen, 57 years old, I believe, had a daughter, killed her in her own home. Um, she was a Collingwood realtor. So I, I'm not it's, sure. There's, no, there's not much information on why so he did it. So it's, it's an active case right now. They, so he had a court appearance on the 13th when he was charged of June. He had a court appearance in November and in December. So I believe November 16th, December 7th. That's as much as I could find up to this point. But they've put a publication ban on it. Mm. So I, I'm not entirely sure why, like just due to the sensitivity of the case, I mm. guess. Um, I mean, it's fairly common. Well, his, uh, the victim's teenage daughter was home at the time that she was murdered, right? That's probably why maybe. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think she was home because um, oh. I think her body was discovered like the next day or something. But like it's such limited facts. But I don't know. It's just so scary. Like, yeah. like you would assume that she's met like that they met through real estate, yeah. like through a transaction like Collingwood and Aurelia like aren't far. Like they're in the same area. Right. Probably part of the same realtor board, I would assume. Um, that just gives me chills. Yeah, like it's terrifying to think of like what compelled this guy to break into her home and kill her. Yeah, like it's we'll so crazy. We'll definitely have to do a more detailed episode yeah. once all the facts do come out. Like, I mean, I, I yeah, it'd be probably a while before it takes quite a few yeah. it takes like a, a while. Like he a he should be starting trial like in the next few months. Um, he's been to like he's had court appearances but because of the public publication ban um just due to like the nature of the crime and 
you know the people that are affected and everything they're like keeping it all under wraps and also mm-hmm. because any like released evidence could potentially interfere with the outcome yeah. of the trial right yeah. and like sway the public opinion if it's done by jury and, and the, yeah the jury too yeah it'll definitely have to be something we can we cover once all the facts are out it will have to be like a true crime episode yeah yeah absolutely you know what that's the thing when you first told us about this it i was honestly speechless that we've never heard of this that's the thing that's shocking we're about i'd say two hours away two hours from aurelia away. Yeah. near blue mountains right? <clears throat> near blue mountain like cottage country my best friend's got a cottage in aurelia um it's not far yeah. i've literally done events in aurelia yeah my parents haven't heard about it like my my mom who's a realtor and who's done business in that area and like was literally at a conference in that area. like like the fact that like no one in the real estate community has heard about this but yeah. like it also seems that no one outside of that small cottage community knows about it either i thought it would be big news because not only is it a first degree murder but it's also like a realtor on realtor crime there should be some more investigations yeah Yeah, and i think that in our profession i I think that we're aware we should be cautious of new clients and stuff like that like cautious of uh open houses if if they're not like on a busy weekend and some you know strange person walks through the door like we're cautious in those scenarios i don't think we've ever thought to be cautious with other realtors necessarily because you know we all we all go through the training required and we also have like we hope that we all have a certain level of professionalism professionalism and like follow the same code of ethics yeah what ever since i've gotten my license i found out that it's actually the total opposite not everybody has the same standards of care not just to clients but other but also to other realtors. realtors like yeah. I've recently had a situation where I had a realtor with over 20 years experience who was completely unprofessional, did not give me uh, adequate information for their clients. Like the information she had pr- provided to me just was not, it was really absurd. Just gives you a perspective of not everybody is going to be doing the due diligence and giving the care that everybody needs. It really, it's, it's also he- frightening to hear that story because you really never know not everybody yeah. is thinking and the same way we do yeah and you know what? it's good to know that like at least now like i mean once this trial i'm sure like once they have more information and more information is released i'm sure there will be some additional protocols put in place just to ensure that doesn't happen again but we also have protocols already in place i mean that's why when is a, a potential client likes a property they can't just go for the showing without the presence of a realtor mm-hmm. that's not yeah. legal or if you know you have a back-to-back showing with another realtor you put the keys in the lockbox and you lock it yes mm-hmm. and they yeah. have to exactly. like you do not hand off keys mm-hmm. you like they have to unlock it themselves so, and make exactly. sure that they've been granted access like exactly. there's there's protocols to follow for a reason it's just it's really um it's really unsettling like you never think your peers exactly. are the ones to be afraid of yeah <laughs> it's, always <laughs> it's always the strangers yeah yeah really unsettling case it's really quite ominous it makes you think and completely heartbreaking to happen like so close to home as well like yeah. you never yeah. exp- i don't know like I, I feel like it's one of those things you don't expect and like oh my gosh she was in her 50s she was a mother like yeah. absolutely brutal yeah and apparently she was really well loved by the community she was it's yeah heartbreaking that we haven't heard anything i mean maybe it's being covered in their city but like you think it'd be a bigger case in ontario yeah, yeah. um i think uh definitely i'll be uh keeping an eye on that trial and, and seeing you know kind of what goes down yeah as uh, as more information comes out we'll keep you guys updated yeah yeah but yeah, I mean, I think I think that's probably it for us today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of talked each other's ear off. Yeah. Yeah. 
so thanks for listening guys as always uh we're really excited we've got a few new episodes coming out in the new years but yeah as always thanks for listening um you can check us out at your homegirls so there's a period between the words uh we're on spotify youtube tiktok you name it yeah all facebook the <laughs> instagram. instagram yeah anyone looking to get in touch with us um you can send us an email at info at your homegirls.co uh co <laughs> um and uh, yeah, we'll we're looking forward to chatting with you next time. Yeah, happy new year, guys! Happy, happy new, new year, year, guys! Bye. Bye.